What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We have a powerful episode for you today. Tim and I sit down with Charity Golden, and she is a certified magnetic mind coach, certified recovery and mental health specialist, and founder of her practice, Magical Universe Coaching. That is universe, Y-O-U, universe. Through emotional techniques, uh, unconscious training, mental health coaching, Charity helps her clients live their best life and shift into a creator mindset. And in the interview, she goes through how she found herself on this path, what drove her to start the business, how we can overcome self-limitations and redirect our energy in positive ways. Now, to learn more about Charity, you can visit her uh, through her website at MagicalUniverseCoaching.com, universe uh, spelled normally U-N-I. Uh, V-E-R-S-E, so MagicalUniverseCoaching.com, her Facebook at Facebook.com slash Magical, Y-O-U, Universe Coaching, and her YouTube at YouTube.com, and just search for her Magical Universe, and she will pop right up. So in the show with Charity, we kick things off. Uh, She describes the road to becoming a certified magnetic mind coach. We ask kind of what that is, what that means, and what all that entails and how she helps people overcome limitations. Then she goes into various emotional techniques that she uses with her clients on how to maximize talents, uh, what separates her practice from others, and how we can shift our mindset to be a little more on the creative side. And then she discusses the work she does to help people in relationships, and she gives us a short list of some actions you can take to get out of ruts in your relationship. So Tim, uh, I know you kind of set this one up for us. Really appreciate that. It was a great episode. Uh, what else did we get into here? Yeah, I thought this was just a great episode about learning about someone's business, but also like just talking about mental health and how like we really do have everything within ourselves right now to create a meaningful life. So I thought that was a very common theme throughout the episode, and I, I really – Appreciated Charity coming on and sharing her story, and um, I think a lot of people will, will learn and, and relate with uh, with a lot of the things she was talking about. So she she also talks about like through her process as she helps someone kind of transform and elevate their quality of life. She talks about how she instills discipline with people and um, how she also talks about how you can use any like negative experiences or, or negative trauma from from the past um, to kind of use as an asset and, and and tool for you today to become the best version of yourself. And um, we, we also asked her, like, if you're seeking out, like, a mental health coach or someone of the like, like, what should you look for? Like, what's important in that relationship? So she describes that, which I thought was uh, really insightful. And then ends the show talking about some of the new things that she's trying to do this year with her business and uh, with her brand. And we also asked her like how running a business has impacted her life positively in other areas like relationships with her family and just relationships in general. Um, and then she also talked about how she wants to be remembered. I thought this was um, just an amazing episode and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this. I, I think you're going to love it. So without further ado, episode 179, Charity Golden. Um, so Charity, I guess kind of kick things off maybe uh, for our listeners. Introduce yourself. Uh, maybe quick background, kind of how we got here, and we'll uh, we'll dive in the weeds in between. 
All right, that's great. I am Charity Golden. I am a certified magnetic mind coach. Uh, I was trained under Christopher M. Duncan, who is the founder of uh, the Magnetic Mind Program and the Rapid Recode Process. I am founder of Magical Universe Coaching. That is my coaching business. And I basically help people to shift out of that old identity structure and the problem orientation in order to, in order to create the results that they want to achieve. So a lot of, a lot of people are stuck and a lot of people don't know why they're stuck. And so I help them to get unstuck and to start dreaming, believing and achieving again. What a perfect collab. Yeah. Cause Roy is about getting unstuck. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yes. yeah, you said, uh, magnetic mindset, go into that a little bit. What, what is that? The magnetic mind program is, is, is it's a, it's a coaching program that helps you to tap into your subconscious mechanisms and patterns and all of those self-limiting beliefs that you've carried since childhood. And it's a, a lot about education to transformation. And then also these processes that help you that are based on NLP, EFT, emotion focused therapy, neuro-linguistics programming. And it's all based on science and neuroscience on the idea that you can rewire your brain. Mm-hmm. and that you can rewire your brain and also your body chemistry and in and, and in that uh in that way you can change how you feel you can mm-hmm. change your perspective and you can really change your life mm-hmm. and i'm sure like a big part of that process is addressing those limitations that you were talking about and like being yes. aware of them uh yeah. what does that process look like like when you walk through your the people you work with like how do you discover those limitations? And I guess like, what are some of the most common limitations you see from, from people to people? Okay. Okay. So first, so first we do unpacking, we call it mm-hmm. unpacking and it's mm-hmm. kind of a discovery. Uh, mm-hmm. And we do that every session. We actually have five steps that we use in all of the processes is one to create a true choice. And I can tell you about that. Create a true choice, get into the emotion of the end result, uh, create a s- structural tension, which is creative tension. And that's just basically looking at your current reality. And then you unpack, unplug, and recode, and then you take aligned action. So those are the five steps that we use in all in all the sessions. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, though, people aren't. What's different about this program is that unlike therapy, therapy, you kind of go back and you, instead of just cleaning off the your side of the f- fence, you, your side of the street, you go and dig up the bones, right? Mm-hmm. And then you spend a lot of time with the bones. And in this, in these processes, it's not necessary to know because a lot of people don't even know why they're stuck. They don't know what mm. those self-limiting beliefs are. So a lot of it is discovery. And, mm-hmm. and the wonderful thing about this processes and these processes are that you don't have to know those mechanisms necessarily to be able to treat it. Mm-hmm. we've put the focus on your desired results and that's gotcha. another difference is that we're not focused on problem solving we're focused on what you want to achieve and becoming in alignment with that and that resonance and that frequency and that energy because what you put your focus on is where your energy goes and that's what you what creates your reality mm-hmm. and a lot of times people are stuck in this perspective that they created when they were four years old Mm-hmm. Right, this wounded perspective, and that's the top six wounds. The top six limiting beliefs are: I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm incapable, I'm insignificant, I don't belong, and I need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I was like, "That's all me." When I first, <laughs> when I first, and a lot of, uh, and and the thing is, is that even as you evolve and grow, it's not that you let. It's not that those self-limiting beliefs go away. But mm-hmm. what you do get is the ability to not have your focus there and you have the tools to manage it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. And that this reminds me of, uh, I think it was like an audio tape I've listened to by Earl Nightingale. And one of the things he said is like, you become what you think about. And I think that goes across, like that kind of goes in tandem what you're talking about, where you direct your focus. So yes, like the absolutely. fact that you kind of gear it towards the end result. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, that, that's good. The, the people you work with like so far, is there like, I'm sure you offer different maybe packages or like mm-hmm. service offerings, but how, how long does this process usually take? I'm, I'm sure it's different for different people, but yeah. like as you work with people, like how long is, is the timeline of what you work with them for? You can have shifts and a lot of people do, and I did. And that's mm-hmm. why I actually became, I, I got involved in the program myself as a client. Mm-hmm. Um, because from that very first ad that I saw, which you usually click, 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 skip ad. Well, something about it drew me in. And from that moment, I started shifting. So mm-hmm. the rapid recode process, the reason it's so powerful and, and it's so amazing is because you can start shifting immediately and you mm-hmm. can start feeling that change in your body immediately. Um, but it does take, it's, it's a lifetime of programming that we're basically you know, reprogramming, we're installing new data, new belief structures, new feelings. And so it does take time to educate and assimilate this into a lifelong process. So that way you, you, it's like when you're learning how to drive a car, you know, at first, when you're learning how to drive a car, you, (laughs) you have the, all of these things going on and and it's crazy. Like if you think back when you were 15 and it's crazy, but now you could do it with your eyes closed. And a lot of times you, you probably do it automatically and don't know how you ended up there. Well, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of what our unconscious mechanisms and patterns are is that, is that autopilot drive mode. And Mm -hmm. so what we do in this work is we recognize, discover this autopilot we have going on, see what serves us, see what doesn't serve us and let go of what doesn't serve us. And, Mm -hmm. and, and it, and it is kind of like learning how to drive your life Mm. over again. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. And you mentioned charity, a couple different techniques you used, uh, Mm -hmm. some emotional techniques. So I'm curious how you go about finding at which age that specific trauma for that specific issue came from, because I've experienced, uh, NET neuroemotional technique, um, by a more holistic chiropractor when I grew up. Uh, so if, if, if it is something similar to that, what's your way of finding out, okay, this is the age that we're going to, to work with. Cause that's where I think this trauma is coming from. Right. Well, this work, a lot of it is intuitive work, right? And, and we have, we deal with, we, we deal with the consciousness on three levels. We have the self-conscious, the ego, the subconscious, and those are the, the emotional pattern keepers. And then we have what we call as a super conscious. And some people call it the collective unconscious. Some people call it the, the information field where that's just infinite awareness. And so being able to tap into all of those conscious levels gives us the opportunity to not even have to know what that event was. I mean, we actually go back in the ancestral timeline um, because, um, it's been shown scientifically that we carry in our DNA seven generations back of trauma and, and it gets carried into our DNA. And if you think about that, it makes sense because we're animals, right? And it's like the example of the elephant that gets tied to a, to a post and it gets punished for trying to escape, can't escape, can't escape. Well, it has, it has a baby. Well, that elephant, that new baby won't even try to escape. It's written in his DNA that that's not something that you can could do is dangerous. 
And it's all about us surviving as a species. So that's why that DNA, is, that, that trauma is carried forward is a mechanism for us to survive. So okay. that way remember, oh, that lion, you know, but a lot, but a lot of times we have these, these fears and this trauma that doesn't actually apply to our life now. Mm. Right. And we have this, this fear of the lion that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, um, Oh, I just lost my question. It'll come back. Yes. <laughs> um, this is a very different type of work. And yes. uh, I, I have always been very fascinated by it, um, like energy, things like that. Yes. How, what led you to start to realize this, like these were things like the three different levels of the conscious mm -hmm. uh, and doing this type of work? Because, yeah, there's not many people out there that do it, let alone right. even know that it exists so how did it kind of cross your path? It's actually becoming more popular and more well-known. The work of Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, William Whitecloud, Colette Stryker, um, and, and these types of people that are the forefront of this work of rewiring your brain. And um, it's, it's, for me, I come from a background of childhood abuse and uh, patterns of self-destruction and addiction and i literally struggled almost most of my life with that and mental health issues in and out of the psych unit and i was and i tried therapy and i tried this and i tried that and i eventually uh ended up in a, a second abusive marriage that almost killed me and i ended up facing prison and having a the addiction that was just not I didn't know what to do with it. And I ended up in recovery for about three years in this sober bubble in a 12 step program and it saved my life. But, and I was still in the therapy, still going to years of therapy. But the thing is though, is that I stumbled upon this work and everything shifted for me. And I just knew that it was different. Um, and it was because it gave me my power back. And you said something earlier that intrigued me about um, you are what you think. Well, you we have a term called be it to see it right and it's all about the fact that you're not broken this work the premise that's different about this work from other modalities is that like healing modalities even is that hey you come to me i'll fix you and then you come to me with this problem i'll fix that problem but keep coming to me so i can keep fixing your problems because and then right, and the thing right. is is that you're focused on the problems there's never going to be any short of shortage of problems mm. whereas as this modality we take the premise that you're not broken and you're not damaged. And it's not that healing isn't necessary. It's, it's healing happens because of the work that you do, right? But you can create what you want just as you are, just as you are. And you don't have to fix yourself to do it. I mean, you can look at a lot of people that are not the best people per se, as far as human beings go. Like, I'm not gonna, I could throw a bunch of people out there, but let, let's say, uh, <laughs> it's so political, but Trump, he is an amazing creator, right? He creates, he does not, he is not worried about whether he's a good person or not. I mean, maybe he does worry about that, but, but the truth is though, is that, is that he's a creator. He creates as he is, and he doesn't feel like he's got to fix anything about himself to start creating Michael Jackson, Oprah Winfrey, lots of damage, lots of trauma, but that didn't keep her from just creating where she was at. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the thing is that a lot of us get hung up on this idea that, well, when I, when I uh, fix this about myself, then I'll be able to do that. 
you know, when I lose weight, then I'll model, you know, or then, then I'll put myself out there. When I do this, then, right? This whole transactional idea. And it's like, it's like this, this unwritten message to yourself saying, when I get there, it'll be better. And then you end up chasing the carrot to better and you never get there because you always bring you with you. Yeah. But you're not broken. It's your structure. Ah, so that's the other thing. Oh, this work is, is it's based on the idea that success isn't personal, has nothing to do with you. It's structural. And what people are stuck in is this problem orientation. Like I was kind of touched on just a moment ago where we need problems to motivate. Like every choice that you make, think about the choices that you make. It's because, you know, I want this job because I don't like this job and I'm not happy here. I want a relationship because I don't have a relationship. I want this, but it's based on a, a structure of lack and scarcity. Whereas what we do is we, we create a structure for you and you learn how to create a structure for yourself that is called the creative orientation. And that's where you're just focused on what it is you want to create. How does that feel? And what is and 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 the and it's really about the emotion of the end result, because the end result isn't about that car, that new fancy car. It's about what that car makes you feel like, right? Mm -hmm. And we and we get hung up on uh, the car, and then come to realize I have the car. Because if you don't have abundance with five dollars in your pocket, you're not going to have abundance with a million dollars in your pocket. You're still going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. And f for the people out there that, <clears throat> that are stuck and to them or whatever, whatever's happened with them, they haven't created anything. Is there any like exercises or activities or habits that you, you instill or walk through the people you work with that at least guides them towards that shift to at least sure. starting? Cause obviously it's easy to be like, Oh, just, just start. But yeah. I, probably that's probably one of the hardest things. Like, is there any like mm -hmm. behaviors, activities or anything that can shift that mindset to creator mindset? Well, actually, just the we have a, a process called anchoring, mm -hmm. and it's it's based on if you you probably have this from 101 psychology 101 is Pavlov's dogs, where he was studying dogs since the salivary glands of dogs, and he would ring a bell, and then he would feed the dogs. Well, eventually he would ring the bell, right, and the dogs would start to salivate because they knew food was next. Right. So that external stimulus created an internal response. And that was huge because the truth is, is that, I mean, when we're triggered, that's the exact thing that ha thing that happens. Someone yeah. looks at me funny. Oh, dad used to look at me funny. Anxiety, fear, all of these things come up. Right. But we can hide. We can like hack it, hack that mechanism within ourselves. And that's one of the first steps that I, that I work on with my clients, because it builds that belief that, oh, my gosh, I am in charge of my emotions. You know, it, because a lot of times it's the emotions that that really keep us in that rabbit hole. We don't know how to how to shift it. Right. And and our emotions are just messengers. They're just telling us something. So it's I for my work, I, I do. You know, you'll hear feelings aren't facts. And the, what that means, and I used to, oh, I used to hate that statement. I did. I used to hate it. I was like, my feelings are sure, they're facts. I know, they're real. But, but what it, they mean by that is that what you're feeling usually isn't, it's about an emotional imprint of something that happened to you in your past. It's usually not based on what is happening. It has no real relevance to what is really happening right now. And let's, let's say you have a relationship and you're having an argument with your, with your spouse or your significant other, and you're arguing about like jealousy issues or insecurities. And the truth is, is that 
you're having an emotional response based on an experience that you have in the, had in the past of abandonment, of betrayal. And you're taking that with you into this moment and it may have no relevance to what you're actually experiencing. Because what we do is we, we distort, generalize, and delete. We have these filters. Then, like I said, we create these filters when we're about four years old, about that age that our subconscious is really developing. And when we, the, the way that this works is that I'll take you on the human journey. It, everyone goes through it. The human journey, you're in the womb, you have everything, you have all your needs met, and you want for nothing. Then you're born and you go through this individuation process where you experience your separateness. And in experiencing that separateness, you become wounded. And it's not necessarily that people are doing bad things to you. It's just in that need and not having those needs met, right? Or feeling like those needs aren't met, you start to create these rules of how the world works. Those become your beliefs. Your beliefs become your perception. And then you're wearing these four-year-old goggles and looking at the world and experiencing it and seeing it through those eyes. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's just, it's always fascinating to hear how deep it really goes. It like, is. It's not a surface level argument with somebody. You know, the road rage isn't about the person who cuts you off. No, no. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's usually about a lack of control or yep. something else that's going on, you know, um, but we you, all experience it. Right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. People were idiots the last two days on the road. I'm, I'm a genius when I drive. It's fine. Um, yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do, exactly. You, do you do work with couples? I, I work. Yeah, I, well, I do relationship work. I haven't. Uh, okay. I don't necessarily. I haven't worked with the couples together yet. Okay. Um, I've worked with people on their relationship issues on and, and some of the processes that we do. It's 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 working on that. um that subconscious level of, of seeing your partner and being able to get that distance from drop the storyline. Basically, we're so close sometimes to, to an event, to a situation that we lose our perspective, right? And we get sucked in, like I said, to the emotions. So a lot of times it's about someone being able to be a mirror to you. So I, I'm a mirror to them in a way that, that shows them what they are thinking, what they're feeling, what they're what they really are going through, because a lot of times we can't see ourselves. Right. We can't see ourselves in the moment. Right. So, yes, I do work with people on relationship. It's this work works for any kind of situation for life, you know, yeah. living life on life's terms. Um, you, you mentioned about if, you know, you have a, an argument with your spouse, it's not really about that or significant other. And and I think just silly arguments in relationships these days are, mm -hmm. are common. Mm -hmm. So what do you have a, an exercise or, you know, something that can maybe help? Maybe there's a couple listening or one person right. in the relationship. It's like, oh, we have the dumbest fights every day. Is there anything right. they can do to reduce those? You know, I would um, I would ask a lot of questions and one of them would be, where's the power? Where's the power is a is a powerful question because. A lot of times what we do is we're either giving our power to another person, we're giving our power to fear, we're giving our power to the emotions, we're giving our power, we give our power away. And what I would add, when I ask that question, a lot of times people automatically see it. They see it because the truth is, is that they have the answers inside them the whole time. Hmm. They have their own answers, right? It's just, we don't want to see them. We don't want to admit them. So a lot of it too is taking ownership. Like everything in my life, you know, 
I I may have gone through things that that bad things did bad things happened, right? But it's my responsibility to to do something about it because I played a role in how I carried it with me, right? It's not the other person's job to heal me. It's not the other person's job to to even make up for what happened to me. It's what I do with it, what I've chosen to, I assigned a meaning to it and I've taken that with me and that's on me, right? And the beautiful thing about that is that since, since I own that and I say, you know, that that means I am taking my power back and I can change it since I own the things in my life that are happening. So it's a lot of looking at like, okay, well, what's your role in it? What is your part in the situation, truthfully and honestly, and really acknowledging that and it's uh, something I learned in recovery. Face it, name it, claim it, tame it. And oh, I, I like that. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. I use. I still. There's a lot. You know. I. I don't think I'll ever not have program in in my coaching just because it it is such a such something that like did save my life. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, that extreme ownership. Uh, ask each other questions. Yeah, I think that's good. I just think I don't know, silly things happen, right? I've been in relationships yeah. where it's like, man, the same fight over and over, but yes. that extreme ownership. Uh, yeah, you made some incredible points because, you know, a few years ago, my mom, like I was in a pretty low spot and it yeah. was, hey, we are where we are because of every decision we have ever made. Yes. It's like, if I hated that job, I signed the line in yes. the contract. Like yes. I made every decision. Um, and I'm a fixer and healer and she's had to instill in me, like, not everything is broken. Not everyone needs to be fixed. Yes, right. So when you're talking about, we're just wired that way, we're not mm-hmm. broken people. Right. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. It's just it's, the structure. Right. It's just the structure. It's like, for me, I use the metaphor of like, okay, so the house that built me, the house I grew up in. Right. And what I did is I took that house and I just carried it and I'm looking out through the windows at life, you know, and I'm experiencing life through this house that built me. And what we want to do is we want to we want to see the house. Accept that the house is there. Right. But then put our focus onto what we want. You know, if you think about it, how as we get older, how often do we dream and let ourselves let ourselves feel good? We practice feeling bad. We wallow in it. We we literally are so comfortable with the feeling that chemical cocktail that it gets comfortable to us. I mean, there's even a, I I at one point felt that I was addicted to pain. There's books out there addicted to pain, and for me that like there was a belief that love equals pain. If someone loves you, they hurt you, and that means they love you, right? And so I I kept those patterns, and I kept attracting that into my life until I was able to recognize a pattern and say, oh, wow, that's me. That's me. And that's okay. Right? I can right. choose differently now. I mean, choice is freedom. And, and like I said about the choices, the first step is creating a true choice. And a lot of times what we start people on as far as choices, because so many of our choices are reactive and to that problem. And so looking at it from the vantage point of, I would just love this. I would love to create this. I would love to have this because it, I get this energy from it. And so we start people on these four core orientational choices because we don't have practice in it, right? We don't know how to do it. And the core choices are, I choose to live a life I love. I mean, just think about that. How broad is that? And how, what, I yeah. mean, and it's just, it's like a, 
it's just like a, a North Star. I choose health and vitality because you have to have health and vitality in order to have a life you love. I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. And I choose my true nature and purpose to live in my true nature and purpose. And in saying that, if you would say those, you there's an energy about it. You know you have a good true choice when it lights you up from the inside. And then what we do with the second step is we get you into that emotion of where you beat it to see it, where you set that emotional set point for your brain and your body and allow yourself to feel the feelings now. Because if I tell you to imagine a dog, boom, there's memories of dogs in your head. There's images yeah. of dogs in your head. Now I say, okay, pet the dog. And if I had you close your eyes and visualize petting the dog, you might even smell the dog. You might feel the fur. You might feel different kinds of fur. All these things will come to your brain. And the science shows that your brain lights up as though you're really petting a dog, as though it's happening to you in the external world, even though it's just in here. Mm. So when we wow. do that with our, with the, let's say we, we wallow in the pain of our past, we are re-experiencing and re-traumatizing ourselves all the time. But we can, what we can do instead is to focus on that, the feeling of driving that Maserati or, you know, that, or for me, it'd be a Jeep. Talking. for <laughs> me, it'd be a Jeep, right? A, a Jeep with the top, no top, just, you know, feel yeah. in the air and, and we can feel that now. And once you're in, in, in that feeling, you start resonating with that. And what it does is it opens up your mind. And, and so as far as your focus because when I say what you focus on is what you create, it's like saying, okay, well, I'm interested in, I used to do this with like, I would have relationships and whatever my boyfriend was interested in, I was interested in. I was interested in poker. Oh, wow, I'm interested in poker. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, so everything that would come to me, your brain, you know, just deletes, distorts and generalizes. So it has a mechanism in your brain that actually filters out and highlights things that you that are in your mindset it's literally a mindset so if you, you start like we talk about this work i bet you oh it's like that thing where they say if you if you see a red a red station wagon or something like that or you buy a red station, all of a sudden you see nothing but red station wagons everywhere mm -hmm. right so it's that whole idea of like what now for you you're going to start noticing this work everywhere you're going to start noticing sure. yep. this 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 work that we're talking about today in in everything that you see. You're like, wow, I didn't realize it was so prevalent. But the truth was, is that it was there. You just didn't see it because you're blind to it. Mm. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and going back, like with the visualization and yes. like imagining things, it sounds like incorporating as many senses as possible into the visualization makes it makes it that much more clear. Like you talked about yes. e even the smell and yeah, yes. they, they did like studies on memory too. Like they're saying how like mm -hmm. smelling things like that might be the most powerful like memory mechanism for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah I guess it, you can reverse engineer it into projecting the future too. So and they've found that that they used to think that the the long term memories were hardwired, that you couldn't change the imprint. And what they found is that there's actually a reconsolidation moment when you think about that moment in the past where you can actually take away the pain and the trauma and keep the learning. Mm. I mean, there's, it's, it's been proven. And so what that means for us is that when we do this work and we go back and let's say we do a process and, uh, and a recode, maybe a recode is that we can let that pain go because it, 
it's not necessary anymore. And the only place that it exists is in our head and in our bodies, right? Because the past doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. It just exists up here. Yeah. And that's what we do is we keep repeating it. Mm -hmm. If you think about how much, how many new ideas do you have in the day where you really are like, it's, it's, it's not, we are on a repeat of yesterday. And that's what we want to do is we want to get out of that structure of Pete on repeat of yesterday, feeling new feelings, you know? Yeah. So if, if someone's stuck in that rut or like, man, I'm, I'm on this hamster wheel, mm -hmm. um, what's a simple action step that they can take to just spice up their routine, get out of that, the repeat, what's, what's a simple thing that someone can do if, if they see them, they recognize the patterns. Well, there's a couple of things that uh, that aren't necessarily magnetic mind, but that work. Okay. Uh, you could do opposite action. And basically, it's like, I don't feel like I don't feel like going to the gym. And what you do is you go to the gym and you show up. It's I mean, there's a lot of work out there about uh, there's a book called The Atomic Habits and oh, talks yeah. about making micro habits. And um, so doing that opposite action and what you're doing is you're practicing the habit of that identity of the person that shows up to the gym. So even small, the smallest actions, a lot of times what happens is that we have, we have built within ourselves this, this belief that we don't follow through or we aren't this or we aren't that, right? So every action that you take, action is the highest form of communication. And it actually is the highest form of communication we have with our brains and ourselves, right? If I say I'm a standing up person, Chris uses this in his work as an example. If I say I'm a standing up person, but I'm sitting down, well, my brain is like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not, right? And so the more that we teach ourselves through our actions by, you know, move a muscle, change a thought, just getting up physically out of that, out of that moment, it can actually change your perspective. It's, it's, mm. it's something that's worked for me and, it, and it's, it's amazing that it works. It does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I would say, I would say, get up, do the next, do, do something like, don't just stay where you are. Do the opposite action. Hmm. Just like take that. baby steps. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a little, uh, not as deep, but there's a Seinfeld yeah. episode where George Costanza does the opposite of everything he would normally do. And right. His life, his life just improves exponentially <laughs> for that. Yeah. Day. He ends up yeah, with a girlfriend, like a, he's getting a job, yeah. he's got a car. I like, remember that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, what? This yeah. works. So yeah. you're saying just do the opposite. I'm just thinking George Costanza the whole yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's funny, but sometimes it's the simplest things and action. And, and that's the, the fifth step for us is taking an aligned action. So action is what, you know, it's not like you can sit here and manifest and, um, I mean, maybe there's a few people in the world that can do that, but <laughs> most people, you know, what, what it takes is that action. You know, if I sit here and I, I get into the emotion of the end result and that's great. It feels good to feel great and everything like that. But is that going to move me towards what I want? And, and we have a process called the lens process, and it's a, a different kind of goal setting strategy where you set that GPS, that goal, and you allow the the path to be revealed just like a gps right when and and sometimes you know you may have a stop over here or stop over there but your 
destination is the destination. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're focused on. Yeah. Yeah. And result. Um, with within your process, how do you instill discipline? Like, I know mm. there's a, so much motivation <laughs> and, and things like that. You know, we can get motivated for a day, for a week. Right. But, right. Uh, but especially when coming from something traumatic or, you know, very low point in depression or anxiety. Yeah. Uh, you have your good and bad days. How yeah. do you help teach people discipline to stay consistent? You know, for me, um, a big thing for me was making that commitment to myself and believing that I could change things, right? A lot of people just don't have that hope and that belief. And so holding that hope for them is huge. I think that I just lost my train of thought. That's all right. <laughs> I, I did it earlier too. It'll come back. Oh gosh. You're saying oh, gosh. you had a ho well, hope and belief uh, right. that you can well, get back. For people that, that are, are struggling, right. That are stuck in the emotions. It isn't easy to just shift it's like that. Someone would tell you, well, just snap out of it. Change your right. mind. Well, hmm, okay. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Thanks a lot for your empathy. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of it really is, I think allowing the moment, but not swimming in it. Having a coach helps you to have that person that can help pull you out of that rabbit hole to, to help shift you. Right. Because we can't, you know, we can't do it alone. We can't do anything alone. None of us, none of us do anything alone. So having, having that support mechanism, whether it's a friend, whether it's a coach, but reaching out to somebody else and, and asking for that help is probably the first huge step being willing to do that. Now the discipline of it, I have a lot of procrastinators for clients. I have a lot of people, I mean, because we talk about self-sabotage all the time and what that self-sabotage is, you know, of when you want to quit, when you want to run, you, when you want to escape uh, and hide or, or you just, you divert your attention somewhere else. That's the ego pulling you back into that behavior and to back into old patterns because that's where it's comfortable. Because basically you have your current reality over here, you have your desired reality over here. And these are two identities that are not equal. Because if you think about here in this current reality where we're talking about the problem orientation and lack, right? I want this because I don't have love. I want this because I don't have money. I want this mm -hmm. because I don't have, right? That's an identity. That's an identity structure. And so as you move towards having it, your ego goes, whoa, wait a minute. And it literally thinks it's built to survive. It's built to keep you alive. And it really thinks it's, it's like death. It equates it to death, right? Because if I'm that person that has abundance and love and just, you know, and financial freedom, can I also be the person who doesn't feel worthy, isn't deserving and is incapable? There are two they're, they're two different identity structures. And so what you do in this work, it is about practicing, practicing being in that desired reality, in that emotion, because then what you do is that the, it, you, you're able to shift. Mm. You're able to shift. And there is no, there is no, uh, I don't think any magic remedy for, for like to have your clients want to be disciplined, right? They're either going to want it 
And a lot of times, you know, what has to happen and it had had to happen for me is that the pain had to get so bad. I had to be facing yeah. prison. I had, you know, eight felonies <laughs> from my wow. abusive marriage. I was, uh, you know, and, and stuck in addiction. I had the pain had to get so bad. I had a stroke and Jeez. my brain broke. I mean, it had to get so bad that I finally decided to do something about it. And honestly, a lot of people, that's what it takes. It takes that pain point, that bottom to make mm -hmm. them search and try. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I just, you know, want to take a moment to, to encourage anybody that's struggling with anything like that. It's, it's, that's any trauma, any kind of, you know, where they're down in the rabbit hole to, if it's just a matter of wash that face, brush your teeth, um, you know, if you got out of bed today, congratulations, because a lot of times we don't give ourselves that grace and that credit for the struggle. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we appreciate, appreciate that. Because I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we, we really do appreciate you sharing that with, with, with us. And my going off that, my question was, has going through those trials and tribulations, like how has that helped you? I guess, what lessons have you learned from those and how has it helped you serve people with what you're doing right now? Like, is there anything like help you relate better with people? Yeah. Like, how is it, how have you used that as an asset now? It's totally an asset. Uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, everything that's happened to me happened for me. They're all mm -hmm. assets. My darkest, deepest moments are now what I can use to reach somebody in their darkest, deepest moments because I have been there. Maybe mm -hmm. not exact that exact same place, but I've been there and I can I can relate. And just that, just the just being actually a model of what this work can do. I'm a walking testimony for what this work can do. I was disabled, you know, I uh, was still even though I was in recovery, I was still stuck in the addiction of fear. And um, and now I've transcended it and and, and that can happen for other people too. But a lot of times we don't see the other people, like just even being a model for somebody else's can be, can be that hope that they can change. They mm -hmm. see you and they're like, oh, wow. For me, it's like, oh, wow, she can do it. <laughs> if she can do it, I might have a chance. You're saying I got a chance, right? right? Mm -hmm. You're saying I yeah. got a chance. <laughs> saying I got a chance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I did that answer your question? It did. Yeah. And I, I guess going off that as well, like, obviously, like, as you work with the, the people you do, mm -hmm. I'm sure it, it hammers home these concepts to you. But like, is there anything extra you do to, because obviously, it's, it's a lifelong journey, like, we yes. can all be better. And we're, we're, we're always constantly changing. Is there anything that you continue to do in your own life that mm -hmm. you're kind of instilling in other people or like any practices that, that you're doing to, to, oh, to yeah. keep going? I, I have to walk the walk. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. You know, I have to walk the walk I talk mm -hmm. and uh, or else I'm no good to anybody. Right. Is the way I feel about it. I mean, I had at one point went back to college to as an adult to after my first abuse of marriage to uh, fix myself. I was like, well, none of these people can fix me. So I took psychology. I have a degree in psychology. And then I ended up with a master's in sociology and research. And I still was lost. I was still lost. I was trying to find the answers. And what I love about the work that I'm doing now is that the answers I'm finding are already within me. And we just, we just don't know how to reach them. And what it takes sometimes is somebody to guide us 
guide us to that revelation, right? And, and, and like I said, it is, there is a lot of intuition work that we do. It's a lot of, it's very heart centered. And I think that for me going through these, these things myself, a lot of people are, are afraid to ask for help because they feel they'll be judged. And, and in seeing somebody who, I, I mean, I share my story openly. I, I share my struggles is, is seeing that, you know, just cause I have a coach doesn't mean I've got it all figured out, right? I have not arrived. And anybody that said they've arrived, you need to like say, okay, and say, thank you. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> because, <laughs> they, because, I, I, because we're all on our journey mm-hmm. and we're, and we, and life always shows up. We're always, it's uh, Abraham Hicks. I love Abraham Hicks. She always talks about the contrast. There's always going to be that contrast in life. And what I mean by contrast is that resistance. We call it resistance. And what that does is that actually helps you, points you in the direction. And it's like the shadow. It points you in the direction of where the light is. Points you in the direction of, okay, well, I obviously don't like that. I don't want to feel that again. So what do I want to feel? Right. And going to that. It's just knowing that you have to be able to know for a long time for me, I had this belief that, that nothing would change, but if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. We, we've talked about that on the show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Things have to change yeah. for things to change. Yes, absolutely. And any little steps in, in, in any little steps, any baby steps, um, is progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all about progress. Yeah. Right? Progress, not perfection. I have a lot of these ditties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my and head. You, you hit on, um, kind of hit a question I had of, of how, how to ask for help, and you went over asking yes. for help. Yeah. If someone's listening to this, and, and hopefully people listening to this, if they want to reach out to someone like you, they reach out to you. Yes. But if they're, uh, you know, based on location, one and in person, how would you advise people seeking out someone, uh, a, a coach that can help in this field? What should they look for? What kind of questions should they ask that person if they're listening and like, wow, I, I need that in my life? Well, I, I think that it, it's just like with therapy, that, that, that the truth is, is that it, there, it's a lot about rapport and trust. And if you have a good feeling about somebody and have a good feeling about what they, if they, if they light you up and they, if they, if they give you tools then, then you, then you, it's basically that you want to see if you're comfortable, want to see if you have that trust level, because, because if I don't trust somebody, they could have all of the answers in the world for me. They could have all of the great, the greatest resources and everything, like all the best things to learn. But if I don't trust them, I won't hear them. Right. So getting, getting someone that you, you feel comfortable with, um, and also, look up reviews, look up people that have said good things about them or about the program um, and see what other people's, what the results other people have achieved with them. I mean, do a little bit of research. It'll pay off. You Mm -hmm. know, like I offer a group coaching program. I offer two masterclasses and one of the masterclasses I offer is actually the masterclass I took. And so, and then I also have, I'm developing a new program that's launching in April and that's, that's more of an individual and group combo. Cool. And so it's all online, it's all virtual. And that's the other thing too, is that with, with COVID happening, there is no shortage of, of virtual coaching available yeah, and that's help a good point. Yep. and help too. 
And, and the thing though, is that my coaching, and I'm very clear about this, it's not therapy. My coaching is, I'm not a licensed therapist. I am, you know, and if, if someone is thinking about suicide, thinking about, and they're really struggling, then they need to reach out to those suicide hotlines. They need to reach out to, to get, get the help that they need to get somewhere safe because I, I mean, I, I love my program and it's, it works great. But if you're in crisis, you need to deal with people who can help you through that crisis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Good it's point. really important to know there's a difference. Yeah. Right. And when did you officially start this business? <laughs> I started a year ago. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And, it's a, it's and... a new business. It's a growing business. Yes. Yeah. Good. What has your growth been like over the, the last year? Um, it's been slow. Okay. It's been slow going. Um, and that's partly because my biggest, my biggest challenge was that when I got certified, I was like, Oh wow, I get to coach now. No, you don't You have to learn business. <laughs> yeah. You have to learn. You have to learn. You get bookkeeping taxes, yeah. uh, marketing and, that for me is like i'm an atari world and i'm an atari girl in the facebook world and a TikTok world now but and so for me growing organically is something that i'm learning how to do so that's probably my weak point yeah yeah is there any like big thing that you've become a lot better at or like anything that you've learned or uh through that process that like the business aspect I've learned that it's not that I have to know everything. It's uh -huh. that I can have like seeking resources, right? I have my own coach. I have my own business coach. I have people that I network with that if I don't know something, I can find the answer and get them an answer. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's about, it, it is about developing that, that network of resources and knowing mm -hmm. where to look for your answers. Yeah. Right? That was one thing that, that I struggled with a lot in my youth and I, and I had a lot of missed opportunities because I did not know that there were resources out there. I, I, I was stuck in a, a helplessness state of mind. And so in that state of mind, I, I, I made, I mean, I, I lost my children uh, to the abuser and, and because I didn't know that I had resources of people I could help. I didn't know that I could ask for help. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of it, even with the, with the business, it's not necessarily that you have to know everything, which I am learning a lot. You know, you do just learn as you go. Sure. Um, and I think that my greatest strength is that, is that I like to learn. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that helps me, you know, it's all, it's not to me, it's like, oh, wow, I got something new, you know? Right. Um, but it can be daunting. I know it's daunting to a lot of the people that have been certified and, and, and reached out and started coaching. It's to, to, to really allow yourself to, one, be seen, go for it, put yourself out there. You know, I think that's the thing most of my peers have struggled with is just doing it, just putting yourself out there, right? Um, because those limiting beliefs come, come up in... Hey, I'm here. Yeah. You're going to be judged. They might not like you. They're going to reject you. Yeah. Don't and post that. Yes. Don't, don't, post don't. It. don't do it. Feel better uh, if you don't. And, yeah. And the thing is, is that your tribe will find you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's excellent advice. You. Yeah. Cause I talked to a lot of people who they have an idea to start a business or they're already like starting a business and mm -hmm. 
that they're, they're scared to overcome those things that they're not good at or not familiar with. And yeah, mm-hmm. to your point, like and get it's a all mentor. about asking. Yeah. Yes. It's all about mentor. Get a mentor. Mm-hmm. Follow in the footsteps of people who are doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mimic them. There's a book called Steal Like an Artist <laughs> because, you know, nothing's original. Right. So yeah. just find the people who are doing it the way you want to do it and take take the action and mm-hmm. follow through. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you had a tough time with at first, like kind of putting the camera on yourself, putting your story out there? What that process look like for you? Because I, I used to struggle with that hardcore. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't want my face out there. And now it's like, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, watch yeah. me or don't. I don't care. I'm going to sleep right. at night. Um, right, right. What that process look like for you? Well, for me, um, I have I used to be a model. So being in front of the camera wasn't a big thing. But talking in front of the camera was a totally different thing for me. <laughs> you know, so it's so it's it's really that I I I, ha- I just did it. I just started doing it. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it ugly. And that's what I tell my clients. I tell I do it ugly, do it afraid. Just because you're afraid doesn't mean you can't do it. So do it ugly, do it afraid. Your first is your worst and it'll only get better. Right? So <laughs> I've, I've had moments where I fell flat on my face where I'm like, oh, that was the worst. <laughs> but did I learn something? Yes. Did I have the experience? Yes. And there's always something to take from it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't get in front of the camera, you're never going to know what you're capable of. If you don't, if you don't tell your story, you're never going to know what it feels like to tell your truth. Right. And, and I think that being able to share your story and know your story in a way that it doesn't define you any longer is a huge part of the journey of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because I do think that being an entrepreneur, there, it is, it, it is a journey of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. And like the important thing is that like when you do something and whether you flat on, fall flat on your face or not, congratulating yourself for doing something for at least trying it and like reinforcing that because like that'll increase your chances of doing it again. So yes. just like, yes. yeah, patting yourself on the back because like, yeah, th- there will be people in your life that will encourage you, like your family, your, your mentor or whoever. But there, I mean, you're you got to be your biggest fan at the end of the day and, and cheer yourself yeah. on when, when you try stuff because not, not everyone may be there all the time. So absolutely. And I'm going to tell you the truth that I I am not there all the time either. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to use these tools on myself to pull myself out of the rabbit hole when I start falling in it. You know, mm-hmm. I have to reach out and, and I get extra coaching. I, I use my support networks, you know, I, cause I, I'm only, I'm human and I still am doing the work on myself as I go along. And all I know is, is that I can help guide people that are not necessarily behind me. Right. Cause I don't want to say behind me, but want wherever they are, I can walk with them on the journey too. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and that's a huge thing is just not knowing that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're not like alone that. in any of it. Yeah, especially because you said look, to your point earlier, we can't do anything alone. Like we're no, not. We, yeah, we don't. We're not built that way. No, we aren't. We aren't. Uh, Tim, any other question? I know we have our final question. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else? Is there any? Yeah, I guess one last one on mine. Like, is there anything? like new that's on the horizon for you this coming in year? Like, do you have any big goals like for your own business or like sure. for your approach, like anything that new that you, you might be working on or excited about for this coming year? Well, I'm enjoying doing the podcasts. And so that mm-hmm. has been something that a lot of people have, uh, have asked me if that's going to be a direction that I go. 
mm-hmm. um, because a lot of my group coaching is is this kind of format mm-hmm. um, as far as education. And yeah. um, so that's something that's that I am playing with. Uh, I am developing that new the next level. I call it next level program. That's mm-hmm. a six month program. And that is that is for the serious seekers, people like that are consultants, coaches, healers um, that are wanting to go to a deeper level. And, um, and it's kind of a mentorship kind of a program. So that's mm-hmm. launching. And right now it's out for $5,000. That includes my group, it's individual, my master classes. So there's a lot that, that goes with the package. Um, and it's normally seven, but right now it's five until 5,000 until April 1st. Okay. But I also, I mean, I also offer, I have an intro, intro lessons for seven dollars on my website so -hmm. that people can like learn what the premises are for and then i have recodes a recode program that's 47 right now in january and it's normally 497 so there's something if you really want to try it uh i i have a webinar i do every thursday that's Mm -hmm. free to try so there you have nothing to lose but your limitations yeah yeah that's great. And we'll uh, we'll plug all your uh, website, social medias, right. all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, awesome. where can people find you before we forget? Magicaluniversecoaching.net, but it's spelled Y-O-U, universe, like Magical Universe, mm-hmm. okay. coaching.net. Uh, you can find me um, at Magical Universe on Facebook. I have a Facebook group as well as a Facebook page. And uh, soon I'll be doing Instagram and okay. TikTok, so okay new <laughs> channels i do it. have a youtube i do have a youtube channel as well and it's under magical universe coaching okay oh, sweet. sounds good we'll, we'll plug all that in the, in the show notes and as well as our intro awesome. that we do yeah awesome yeah, yeah. i had a, a no there's a question. lot of free content on there yeah beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful um yeah one i've been asking the entrepreneurs that we have on here is and i'm, I'm sure you have quite a few but how has being an entrepreneur being in business for yourself uh, made you a better person outside of running your business? It's given me a lot of confidence. And you'd think it'd be the opposite, but it's given me a lot of confidence and, and, and also helped to stretch me because, you know, if you're, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not really growing and I'm uncomfortable a lot, you know, but the, but the thing is, is that, that, that discomfort comes from you stretching yourself and that and I'm, I'm seeing ways and I'm, I'm dreaming bigger than I've ever dreamt before. My family recognizes it. I've actually been able to restore relationships with my children. Um, and it's 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 had an impact on not only how I see myself, but how others see me um, mm-hmm. as far as my close circles um, and also what they think is possible. Yeah. So I That's feel good. like by my, my success is their success and, and vice versa, you know? Mm-hmm. So as I grow, um, I'm helping people to, to do that dream again. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Inspiring. It. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and Charity, we always have like a final question that we ask all our guests, but I want to make sure if there's anything that we haven't covered that you want to hit on, um, anything else you want to throw out there, plug anything new coming up. Um, or just another thought or insight that you uh, maybe we didn't hit on yet? I think that the biggest thing, especially even when we were talking about entrepreneurship, is just don't quit, don't give up, mm-hmm. you know, um, because quitting was always an option for me. It was always like one of my solutions, quit, 
right? And that even included life. I tried to kill myself several times. Uh, like I said, I was in and out of psych units. And, and a lot of that came from wanting to escape the pain. And I just want people to know that you don't have to stay in it and things can change. And um, that not to lose hope. Hope is very powerful. Hope is more powerful than pain. That's great. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you sharing, you know, a lot of what you did share. I know it's, it's hard, uh, but it's courageous. So we appreciate that. And I hope that someone listening really needed to hear something. It's like, okay, I'm not the lone wolf in this. Right. When you're down in in that hole, you think you are, you think no one else has ever dealt or experienced anything that you're dealing with and not that they'll have the exact same experiences, but more people have been in those places than, than we think. Yeah, we think we're the common denominator. Right. It must be me. You're right. Exactly. Right. Um, so uh, we always are interested in how our guests want to be remembered. When it's all said and done, when their time on earth is, is over, how do you want people to remember you? I want people to, well, my first answer is to <laughs> that I was a hope dealer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a hope dealer. Um, and, uh, but, but, uh, also I think, I think I want people to, to hopefully, um, feel like what I, I don't necessarily need to be remembered for what I do or anything that I've done or said, or it's like that Maya Angelou quote, people will remember you for how you made them feel. And I hope that the way that I've made other people feel is, is, um, puts a light in their life however that may be love that that's great love that i love it thank you uh charity thanks so much for your time today uh thank you. tim thanks for helping set this up this yeah, was thank you this was great yeah it was a lot of fun getting to learn about you and what you do and, and you know thank you for the work that you do for thank you i really appreciate you guys too thank you so yeah. much for having me yeah, yeah. And, and maybe uh potential in the future around too just to kind of update on on how things have been going and heck yeah <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sure. There, there's, there's, there's always, there's more, always more to tell. I really enjoyed this discussion. I think yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot more to talk about in the future. So uh, yeah, again. maybe I can take you through some processes. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be <laughs> cool if yeah if we did that on the show so people can like hey they went through it like yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. really cool.